brother i'm grace hello brother i'm stephanie and welcome to doppelgangers today we're talking about season one episode 14 of the vampire diaries which is called fool me once this was a huge huge episode and it's so funny because last episode i said there is no way they are opening the tomb next episode it is the season finale baby and it became clear really fast that that was wrong Yeah, I kind of set you up for it. Well, because I knew it was happening in this episode. So last week I was like, oh, when do you think the tomb's going to open? Because I wanted to see what you thought. And then you just handed me the golden line of like, well, it won't be next episode. That can't be a productive like guess anymore for me because I was like, well, Vicky's not going to die because that's too big of a death. Well, Logan's not going to die because that's too big of a death. Like, clearly that is not stopping these writers from a single thing. Yeah, clearly your picker is off. I mean, I can't even imagine what the season finale is going to be because this it felt like we were leading up to this for so long and we still have so much to go in the season. We're past the halfway point for the season. There's 22 episodes in season one and this was 14. Do you happen to know which one was the mid-season finale? Well, they took a break between episode 10 and episode 11. That was November through December, so the holidays. And that was after Elena finds the picture of Catherine. So great point to take a break. It looks like this might have been the mid-season finale. Because this episode was February 11th, 2010, and the next episode was March 25th, 2010. So that's not a super long break. It's not a typical midseason finale break, but it's the longest break between the episodes we see in this season, except for the holidays. Okay, so I was pretty close with the season finale guess in that way. In that way, sure. In, in no other way. Again, it wasn't the season finale. It was indeed the next episode. The story I'm telling myself. Anyway, without further ado, I will read the Vampire Diaries wiki synopsis of Fool Me Once. Stefan helps Elena and Bonnie out of a dangerous situation. Jeremy asks Anna to a party in the woods, unaware that she has her own reasons for wanting to meet him there. (laughs) When Stefan, Damon, and Elena work with Bonnie and Grams to open the tomb, everyone is shocked by what they discover. Yeah, I honestly forgot where we started this episode because this episode was so crazy jam-packed. Like, we started with two of the main characters essentially kidnapped, and I forgot. That's the power of the vampire diaries. That was so low on the totem pole of things that happened in this episode. So let's start there. We open the episode in the motel that we now know as like Anna's HQ. Elena doesn't know that, though. She wakes up and she sees Ben, who is sleeping. She tries to get out quietly. She does a pretty good job. She gets up quietly. She gets to the door and she tries to open the little whatever chain slidey lock and he hears her and he's basically like, hey, I wouldn't do that. Don't move. Do you understand? He tries to compel her and Elena smartly pretends she is being compelled. Yeah, this was queen shit from Elena. I mean, Elena is very smart. We talk about this a lot, but in this case, especially like she takes a second to be a little stressed and then she's like, okay, no, this is my move. She's like, this is where I am. Now I got to think of some action items. And she does. After pretending to be compelled for approximately two seconds. Yeah, he turns around. (laughs) She runs out the door. And honestly, she would have gotten away had Anna not been getting home at that exact moment. So there's nothing Elena could have done to solve that. That's just poor timing. And it would have been unfortunate, obviously, given Bonnie's situation. But then, of course, Anna's like, are you fucking stupid to Ben? Yeah, Anna's like, what the hell? And Ben's like, I did the eye thing. And she's like, I told you about Vervain. She's dating a vampire, dude. He is just stupid. I mean, I know she needed like an easy pawn. And he he served his purpose for a while, but he really is shitting the bed in a lot of cases. Honestly, here. Logan would have been better than this. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that Logan was perfect or the smartest guy in town, but Ben makes Logan look like a genius. Noah would have done better, honestly. Yeah, Noah wouldn't have let Elena leave. He would have been awake watching Elena the whole time. Yeah, he wouldn't have fallen asleep with the hostage, but whatever. Yeah, Logan would have been like, hey, no. All Anna had to do was get a daylight ring for Logan. I guess she didn't have the resources to do that. But if she had done that, he would have been the perfect ally. Hindsight well. is twenty twenty, Anna. <laughs> So Anna catches Elena and puts her in the bathroom and Elena sees Bonnie in the bathtub looking a little worse for wear. Yeah, not looking good, (laughs) to be sure. So then we cut over to the Salvatore house where Damon is reading the grimoire and Stefan's like, hey, brother. So my (laughs) girlfriend was kidnapped. I would love your help. (laughs) Right after Stefan just completely betrayed Damon. 
say what you will about Damon. He may betray Stefan from time to time, but he's not out here asking Stefan for favors. Yeah, Damon immediately is like, no, I'm not going to help you. Then Stefan tries to guilt trip Damon while at the same time, like kind of trying to like self-deprecate. He does that by being like, you know, all I've ever known is hating you. Not a good opener for someone you need help from. Yeah, especially when Damon has more of a reason to hate him. But then Stefan does turn it around and say, but I know you have just as much a reason to hate me. I'm to blame. And I'm really sorry that I'm to blame. And it's a valiant effort, but uh, it's too little too late. Yeah, it's about 160 years too late, if you ask me, but whatever. Damon graciously accepts Stefan's apology, but then he says, I mean this sincerely. I hope Elena dies. Damon does know how to cut deep because obviously Damon doesn't hope that, but he's like, I'm mad enough at Stefan. I know this will get him off my back. I think Damon might hope it because Elena has vampire blood in her system and he knows that it would fuck with Stefan more if Elena was a vampire than if she was dead. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And it would also make Stefan get more onto Damon's side of like vampires have humanity. Yeah. Well, and he would have to help Elena like eat on human blood because Elena understands right now the ethics of like Stefan doesn't want to eat humans. But I think a human understands that differently than a, a new vampire might. Might I theorize? She'll be hungry and she'll be able to have human blood if she wants. So it would be a lot harder for Stefan to be on his little high horse during that situation. So I think it would fuck with Stefan, but it would also maybe Stefan, maybe help Stefan think more about what Damon went through with Catherine. I mean, clearly everything Damon does is from this hurt of losing Catherine, which is only going to get worse. That wound's about to bleed tonight. So then we go back to the motel where Elena gets Bonnie awake by rubbing a wet rag on her. Sure. Fine. Yeah, whatever. Bonnie's like, why are we here? And Elena's like, I don't fucking know. But Elena does fill Bonnie in on what she knows that Bonnie doesn't, which is basically that they need a witch, Bonnie, to help them get into the tomb. Bonnie's upset that Elena didn't tell her, but she's happy to help then. She feels stupid because she's like, oh, my God, Ben's a vampire. And Elena's like, yeah, I picked up on that. And then Ben comes in and catches them like talking. Because before they started talking, like Bonnie starts to say something. And Elena's like, no, they can hear through the door and turns on the faucet to talk. And so then he comes in because he's like, "Okay." You guys turn on a faucet. I want to be able to listen to your conversation. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot of subtlety. He goes into the bathroom and he's like, hey, Bonnie, you're going to help us. And Bonnie's like, I actually don't think I am. But thanks for checking in. Yeah. And he says, that's why Elena's here, uh, because then you'll comply since you would die for her. Remember when you said that? And Bonnie's like, yeah, you got me there. Yeah. And then Ben calls Bonnie desperate, which is a little rude coming from a dummy. And you know what? You're hot, Ben. Don't act like she only wanted to date you because she was desperate. There's a lot more desperate moves than wanting to date a guy who looks like him. So they pull Elena out of the bathroom because Anna wants to see her, have her kiss her ring, whatever. And Elena's like, hey, uh, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> and Anna's like, um, I'm Anna. Your brother might have mentioned me. We're like practically dating. Hee hee hee. Which is so funny because like they're not. Yeah. Like Jeremy wasn't really down and he like is getting more down through this episode for whatever. I think because he's kind of pushed to it by a number of things. But it's just so funny to say that. And also that like Elena has like no idea what Anna looks like. How much easier would this situation have been had you like been talking to your brother a little bit more? Well, I mean, she's had a lot going on. She's had a lot going on. I get that. And Jeremy is like doing well. So there's no need to watch him super closely. But it just is unfortunate. So then we go over to the grill where the boys of town are hanging out. Jeremy is reading or something. Matt is working, but he's also talking to Tyler. They're talking about that there's going to be a party in the woods tonight, that there's a bunch of kegs. It's first mention of the name Duke, which we'll get more explanation of in a second. Matt says, Duke is a douche. And Tyler said, yeah, but he's a douche with 10 kegs. So he's my new best friend. And that's a man who knows how to live his life. I think it's funny because we go back to vintage Jeremy, uh, who's sitting within 10 feet of Tyler, just waiting for something to pounce on. 
And he does. He starts laughing when Tyler says that. Tyler's like, hey, why are you laughing? And Jeremy's like, oh, nothing. And then Matt says, hey, Tyler, do you ever get bored? And Tyler says, of what? And Matt says, yourself. And then Jeremy laughs again. It's like, what do you have against Tyler? He wants to go to a party with kegs? What is the crime? Like, isn't Tyler your best friend, first of all? And second of all, like, kissing Jeremy's ass isn't going to get Elena back. Can't stand Matt. Well, and also you can make fun of your best friend, but don't do it in front of the guy who's like antagonizing him and has been antagonizing him for this whole year. What did Tyler do to Matt? So then Caroline comes up to Jeremy. She's like, hey, where are Bonnie and Elena? I haven't heard from them all day. And Jeremy's like, oh, Elena's with Stefan somewhere. He didn't investigate at all. So Caroline's like, "Okay, thanks for filling me in. Anyway, and then she tells us who Duke is uh, because we've been hearing about this party in the woods. She's like, oh, Duke's this guy. He throws a party in the woods every time he comes home from Duke. And Jeremy's like, oh, Duke goes to Duke. And she's like, no, we just call him Duke. His name's Bob. We get so much background on this man who I can tell you, we're never going to hear about him again. Yeah, real case of Tiki. They didn't even hire an actor to play Duke. And you know what? Good. I like that he's a mysterious character. They said we need a party and Caroline can't throw every party in this town. Because Caroline can't buy kegs. She can't buy kegs. We need a reason why there are so many kegs here. Works for me. It's funny. You know, I just need them to have a party in the woods. I don't really care how it came about. And then Caroline says, oh, Jeremy, you should come. And he's like, I don't know. And she's like, no, it's like everybody goes. No one's going to give a shit if you're there. She's like, even quiet loner little brothers can come. And it's like, okay, harsh. To be fair, that is what he is. And I think that's how Jeremy would describe himself. Yeah. And he and to be fair, he doesn't take offense to it. He softens and then he like clearly is like, okay, maybe I will go. Then Caroline goes up to Matt or Matt runs into Caroline. Who cares? Matt and Caroline are talking to each other. I wish they weren't. I wish she would go somewhere else. But alas, here she is. She basically says, hey, if you want to, like, get out of this relationship, you can. And he says, I'm good. Poor Caroline. You shouldn't have to, like, tell a guy if he wants to get out, he can. You should be with a guy who wants to be in. And you don't have to tell him that. And Matt doesn't do much to comfort her. Matt keeps saying he wants to be in it, but then, like... Doesn't seem to like hanging out with her. Talk shit about her to everyone who will listen. And it's like, okay, well, dude, maybe you should be by yourself for a bit. If not forever. I would argue forever, personally. I personally think no girl should be with Matt Donovan. Or boy, for that matter. What if to get someone out of the tomb, you had to put a human in? I'd put Matt in. Easy choice. No hesitation. They'd be like, we only need one human to put in. And everyone in town could be like, Matt, Matt, Matt. Great, Matt, it's Matt. And Matt's like, what? And he's like sad. And then Elena's like, actually, your sister's dead. You ready to go die now? Are you ready to die now? <laughs> yeah, actually, my boyfriend killed your sister. Yeah. Did I tell did, Have I mentioned that? Wasn't that fun? Bye. Just a, a little alternate universe discussion. Yeah, unfortunately, that's not how the tomb works. Yeah. Anyway, this scene, we can tell by the music and the writing and everything is supposed to come off as very sweet that Matt and Caroline aren't breaking up. But I just wish more than anything that she would kick him to the curb. Obviously, they're not going to be together forever. And I'm hoping she dumps him heavy, but I'm not. What makes it obvious that they're not going to be together forever? It's just such a bad pair. What would you do? And I'm not saying this happens, but I'm not saying it doesn't. What would you do if like Matt and Caroline got married? I just got like nauseous when you said that. Like, I thought you were going to say like, what if they stayed together for the whole show? So and I was gonna be like, that's bad. But then you said the word married and it was even worse. I don't know if I could watch the show. I I would skip over any scenes they had together at the minimum. I guess we'll see what happens with them. Then we check in at the Bennett house. Damon knocks on the door and Graham's answers the door. And Damon's like, hey, I'm looking for Bonnie. And she's like, mm, get out of here. We don't like you here. And he's like, OK, um, you don't know me. And she's like, yeah, but I know my granddaughter and she's told me about you and you're no friend to us. So you better go. And he says, step outside and say that and she says okay and she steps outside and she basically debilitates him with a spell and she's like i am not my granddaughter get the fuck away from me and he's like okay okay he's like okay i I can say when i'm beat i can say when i'm beat and i think it is you know we see damon get beat by people so rarely that even though i am a big damon stan it is fun to see someone kind of knock him down he does know when to when to back off so he leaves And then we check in with Anna and Elena back at the motel. They're chatting. Elena says, you know, Bonnie's not going to help you guys. And Anna says, actually, I think she will. And Elena's like, do you really want Catherine out that bad? And Anna looks at her like, you dumb, stupid piece of shit. Yeah. And but what she says is, trust me, 
no one I know wants to see that girl again, except the love struck idiot Damon. Which is an interesting way to paint Damon because that's not really the way his character has been shown to us. And Elena kind of looks at Anna like, well, why do you want to get in this tomb so bad then? Because Elena can't fathom anything that doesn't involve Catherine because Catherine's an extension of her. And Elena's kind of selfish. Well, because she's dating Stefan and everything in Stefan's life is somehow about Catherine. So, Well, neither Stefan or Damon has mentioned any other vampire that's in the tomb that they know of. Even Stefan, who doesn't like Catherine. Yeah, Stefan was like, okay, we can get Catherine out, but none of the other vampires. And Damon's like, I don't care if the other vampires are out, but they've never said any names. So Anna decides to tell Elena that she wants to get her mom out. She's like, my mom's in there. And the only reason she's in there is because of Catherine's stupid little love triangle with the Salvators and her selfishness. So I blame Catherine for like what I'm fucking going through. Fair. And Elena and Anna kind of have a little moment where they bond over their moms being dead or, you know, dead and dead ish. Yeah, dead and dead adjacent. Then Anna pretty quickly snaps out of it. She's like, no, we're not bonding over this. And she's like, give me your phone. <laughs> she takes Elena's phone and she calls Stefan. Stefan's like, oh my God, Elena, are you okay? And Anna's like, yeah, she's fine. She's like, I have the witch. Do you have the grimoire? And Stefan says, well, I can get it. <laughs> and she says, okay, so that means Damon has it. One of <laughs> you should meet me in the town square and discuss how we're going to make this work together. Then she hangs up. Damon says, go ahead grovel again <laughs> oh wait i don't care and then he goes into the <laughs> town square and then we go back over to the motel to finish our little anna elena conversation anna's like so i'm gonna go ben i am leaving they cannot be compelled so use violence he's like cool 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 yeah she's like okay ben since i guess i have to say this in the simplest possible terms please don't let these two go so anna leaves after giving ben super clear instructions and it takes about 30 seconds for him to mess up. A personal record of his. Ben says something to them about like, yeah, you're not going anywhere. Ha ha ha. And Elena's like, is there anything to drink here? Which is hysterical. Yeah, she's like, okay, anyway, can I put some water? And he said, oh, yeah, there's water on the nightstand. The water eventually gets used for a plan, but I don't think Elena knew. So I think Elena just really wanted a sip of water. I mean, yeah, a lot's happened. A bitch is thirsty. Elena sips some of the water and Bonnie's like, hey, Elena. Can I have a sip? And she looks at her and they like look at each other. And if Ben had an ounce of social skills, he would be able to tell they were communicating. Yeah, this look was very obvious. Like, give me the water. I have a plan, which I honestly didn't connect with the plan was at the time. Sure. But I at least could see they were in cahoots. Yeah. And Ben was like, OK, they're drinking their water. Time to go look at the wall, I guess. He is not the best choice Anna could have made. He is, he is not one of our strongest soldiers. So then Bonnie splashes Ben with water and using her witch powers, she turns the water into fire and he starts to burn and they start to run out the door and Bonnie gets out the door, but he grabs Elena. And so she comes back in and surrenders, which I don't think Bonnie could have known this. But Elena, look for a daylight ring, mama. I mean, maybe Anna is, I didn't see if he had a ring on. Maybe Anna's smart enough to put a decoy ring. No, I don't think he even did. It's worth a shot to look for that and open the curtains. I think if I were them, I'd be like, okay, well, she just told him to use violence. So we have to be kind of chill about it. Maybe, I don't know that Elena's ever seen what happens when a vampire's in the sun. Oh, maybe. I think she knows they can't be in the sun, but I think this seemed like more likely to maim him. She doesn't know how debilitating it is. Uh, yeah, I think the sun would have been more debilitating, but I'm not sure she knows how bad it would have been or knew before it happened. And I guess at the time Bonnie was at the door, he had put Elena in front of him, so he probably could have held it off for a second, enough to close the door with Elena still inside. So I think maybe they made the right decision. You convinced me. Then we make it over to the town square where Anna's walking around. She's excited. Things are going Pretty good for Anna at this exact moment. And Jeremy comes up to her and she's like, oh, I really don't have time for this right she's now. Like, okay, I just need you later. Not not at this moment. Yeah. So she's like, hey, um, well, I kind of have somewhere to be. And he's like, oh, well, I just wanted to invite you to a party tonight. This guy Duke throws a party in the woods. Uh, it sounds really cool. I don't really want to be a loner anymore. So would you like to come with me? He really like unloads on her, but it works. A, because I think she is endeared by him and B, because he works for her plan. It's win-win. Well, I think he also told her like, oh, oh, it's out in the woods somewhere by the old Fells church. She says, oh, it's there, huh? She's like, okay, I was going to be there anyway. So so she's like, cool, I'll meet you. I'll meet you there. I'll meet you at the old cemetery. And he's like, awesome. And then they go their separate ways. Anna sits on a bench. 
and waits for about two seconds. And then Damon sits down. He's like, look, I work alone. And she's like, yeah, I know you work alone, but I have a witch and you have a grimoire and we need both of those things. So we kind of need to work together to both get what we want. And Damon's like, hey, you know, Stefan's going to come after you for what you did to Elena, right? And she's like, yeah. And if I don't get what I want, I'm going to kill her. Damon's like, okay, fine, I'll help you. And Anna's like, you two are hopeless with women. She's right. T. If you look at it from the outside, yeah, both of these guys have something fucked up in their heads if they're obsessed with a girl who looks like one of their ex-girlfriends. You can imagine Anna, like she thinks it's weird that Damon's still chasing after Catherine because she has a very substantial and rightful grudge against Catherine. Stefan, she's like, okay, now he's just dating a girl who looks just like her. Like at least Damon has integrity to stick with the original. Well, yeah, and Anna also had to deal with Noah who was obsessed with Catherine. And Anna has said as much that she does not like Catherine. So she's probably like, why is everyone fucking obsessed with her? It's just everyone, all they want is Catherine. And she's like, can I just please get my mother? That is the appealing thing about both Logan and Ben. They don't know Catherine. They'll shut up. That's why when Noah died, she was like, yeah, I literally don't give a fuck. Like he was too into Catherine. This is no great loss for me. Yeah, she's like, I don't really need everyone on my team who's team Catherine. So Damon and Anna plan to meet at the church after sundown this evening. So pretty easy. So then we get back to the motel where Ben's kind of feeling pretty proud of himself for thwarting two escape attempts that he pretty much almost let happen. So he's getting a confidence boost kind of for nothing. I would say he foiled one escape plan. Yeah. Anna foiled the other. (laughs) Yeah. It seems like his confidence is at a pretty standard high, um, which is one of the nice things about being stupid. You're pretty happy. So Ben's like, hey, so uh, witches are an immortal, huh? So they can die. Ha ha ha. And Bonnie's like, yeah, we can die. He's like, that sucks. And it's like, bitch, you can die too. Yeah, just because it's going to take a little more work doesn't mean you can't die. Just because you can't die of natural causes doesn't mean you can't be killed. So he's kind of like making fun of Bonnie for being mortal. And then (laughs) Stefan just immediately throws open the door and Ben just looks like a dumbass. It's very emasculating because Stefan comes in, opens the door and opens the curtains all in like a second. And Ben is like curling on the ground. And it's like, it's hubris. He was acting so confident when one little open curtain just took him out yeah he could have at least been sitting somewhere where the sun wouldn't have hit as soon as the door opened but he's not that bright so ben is laying emasculated in a fetal position on the floor stefan's like bonnie elena go outside and they do and then stefan goes up to ben and he's like hey when the sun sets leave town because if i see you again i'm gonna kill you cool move this is where i think i know you've been notably anti-stefan in recent episodes this is where stefan starts getting fun he starts participating a little bit he's very fun in this episode and i'll get to it in the one scene that i think really shows it like it's fun to see him fight for things he cares about and not just be like pissy at damon then we go on over to graham's house where bonnie is like oh how did you find us and graham's was like you know, a lot of things can fuel a witch's power. Once Stefan told me that they had taken you, I had a lot of anger and rage and worry. So I was able to do a locator spell pretty easily after that. And I found you. And Bonnie's like, I'm really sorry. And Graham says, not as sorry as they're going to be, which mm-hmm. we find out why later. So then Elena and Stefan come in and Stefan's like, hey, you guys should all stay here. And Grams is like, I'm not staying in my house like a prisoner. Fuck off. It's like, why do all these fucking teenagers keep telling me what to do? And then Elena's like, "Okay, we need to let Damon have Catherine back. He's not going to stop. So we need to do this. Thank you, Elena, for this. Grams and Bonnie both agree. Grams agrees with some conditions that she has not spoken. But the conditions she's speaking at this point, they will open the tomb. They will get Catherine out and then they will burn the rest of the vampires. And they just need to convince Damon to give them the grimoire and help out. And trust them. Even though they betrayed him last week. And trust them with the truth version of the exact same lie that he just caught them in. So definitely not pill battle. Elena says, I think I know what I have to do. Then back at the motel, Anna walks in to see Ben has yet again shit the bed. And he is just still huddled. And Anna's like, oh, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And Ben's like, it was Stefan. Like there wasn't anything I could do. And Anna's like, so now we don't have the witch and we don't have the grimoire. So we have nothing. Anna's like, this is literally my only bargaining piece at the moment. But then you see her kind of turn the corner and make the realization Damon's not going to stop. He's going to get that tomb open. So we'll just have to be there when he does. 
And say what you will about Anna. She has just contingency plans on deck. Like she is ready. No matter what is thrown on her, she's like, okay, I can work with this. I think it's notable that she built this little like army of henchmen of like Noah and Logan and Ben. None of them were particularly useful individually, but on the whole, she had three vampire dudes who like had at least some reason to be on her side relative to Stefan. And also that if they died, it wouldn't have really been any skin off her back it was like a buffer of vampires like she has built up all these levels of plans that she can jump to so i think she's just very smart yeah she's definitely smarter than anyone on the other side and that pays off when she's kind of the only one who gets what she wants at at the end of this episode of all the people in this episode going after different things that they want hers is very simple and for a good reason which is not the case for everyone what do you mean that's not the case for everyone Because you said hers are simple and for a good reason, not everyone else's is. So what is the missing element in everyone else's? For a simple, not malicious reason. Like she's like, look, I just want to get my mom. Whose reason is malicious? Damon's in some ways is malicious because he knows it kind of throws a wrench into the way this town is structured, which isn't malicious to him. But I think simple is maybe a better word because Anna is like, I just need my mom back. That's it. Well, Damon's like, I just need Catherine back. That's it. But because of how his relationship with Stefan is built, I guess I think that it's like more complex. But yeah, I guess his reason is just he wants her back. It just is different because Stefan's complicating his. I don't know. You're right. She has more plans. Obviously, she put these meat shields on her team that she could send into any dangerous situation. So if they get killed, then she doesn't get what she wants. Whatever, she'll make another vampire. She didn't surround herself with people who like also had skin in the game necessarily. I mean, this is the problem with Damon's plan is that if he had come to Mystic Falls alone and didn't get involved with anyone, that would be fine. He's getting too involved with the business of the town. Yeah. Anna is, her plan is to get her mom and leave. And I think Damon's plan is to leave too, but he's too involved with the business of the town. And though it's not his fault, Stefan is complicating his plan by being here. He can't help that Stefan came. But also I think Damon can't really resist taking the opportunity to mess with Stefan a little bit. Damon can't remain objective. Here's the heart of it to me. Anna blames Catherine for what happened in the tomb and Damon blames the town. Yeah. So Anna's like, I don't care about this fucking town. I don't care about any of these other people. I'm just here to get my shit done. Yeah, because Anna's like, the town wouldn't have caught us if we had just left when my mom said we should have left. Yeah. And Catherine is the reason we didn't. And Damon's like, the town did this. And it's like, no, Catherine did this. But he can't see that the way Anna sees it. Yeah, because he wants more revenge. Or like, he doesn't necessarily want revenge. If he doesn't get revenge, he's not going to die. But it's so tempting because it's right there. He can't ignore it. Anna's just like, I'm going to turn these people, get my shit done and go. I will say she picks her soldiers pretty well. Ben being dumb wouldn't necessarily have been a detriment in many cases. Oh, yeah, it was useful for a lot of reasons. And there's a reason that he was willing to like kidnap a witch and a girl who was dating a vampire. Anna knew that she wasn't about to do that by herself. Logan and Noah each had their own little vendettas to deal with. But for the most part, they were like able to carry out the little tasks early on. Logan was angry at the town. And Anna's like, I don't need to be angry at the town, but Logan can be. That's enough of a motivator for Logan to be on my side. And who knows what was up with Noah? He was just kind of dumb. He and Logan, it's the same trap Damon fell into. They weren't able to remain objective, which is why Anna must be looking at all of them and being like, you guys are such fucking idiots. And Anna's actually only issue is that she can't remain completely objective with Jeremy, but we'll get there. But for now, we go over to the Salvatore house where Damon's getting ready to go meet Anna in the woods and Elena's trying to convince Damon to help them. And Elena's like, hey, so I convinced Bonnie to help you. And Damon's like, yeah, I really don't believe that. But thanks. Elena doesn't apologize for anything that happened in the last episode, which I think is her best move. She's basically like, I'm not sorry we went to get the grimoire without you. I was just trying to help the people that I love, but I also see that you were doing that too. And she basically sympathizes with him. He clearly is endeared to Elena and felt like he could trust her. So he wants to believe her, but he can't after the events of last episode. Elena says, why didn't you compel me when we were in Atlanta? And he says, who's to say I didn't? And she says, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, she's like, no, you you didn't. Yeah, she's like, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> then Elena says a really mean line, but I get what she's doing here. She says, you and me, we have something. And then a big ellipses. And then she says, an understanding. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, <laughs> my Delena heart. I was like, kiss, kiss, yeah, kiss, kiss. Delena kiss, stands kiss. in the audience. We're like, oh, my, you do have something. You way to notice it. And then she said, an understanding. You said, oh, man. 
And she says, you don't have to like trust Stefan. I know that you felt a betrayal with me that's different than a betrayal with Stefan because of the understanding we have. But I'm telling you right now that only I can promise you that I will help you get Catherine back, no matter what anyone else does. And he still doesn't quite believe her. He still hesitates. So she's like, okay, ask me now. And she takes off her necklace with the subtext being, you can compel me now if you want to. But he notably doesn't compel her. And he says, I didn't compel you in Atlanta because we were having fun and I wanted it to be real. And then he says, I'm trusting you. I think it's interesting because compulsion played such a role in how Stefan feels about Catherine and that Damon is like, no, I I don't want to use compulsion in that way because I like care about people more than that. I don't think he's like, he's not distancing himself from Catherine in that way, but I think that's why he has this bond with Catherine because he's like, well, I wasn't compelled. I just loved her. But I think he does feel this kind of somewhat of a connection with Elena already that he's like, I don't want to mess with this by having compulsion be brought into it. Finally, the event we've all been waiting for. It's Duke's party. (laughs) They're in the woods and it's pretty much a party in the woods. Like, I mean, it is what it is. We know what we're getting into here. (laughs) It's obviously like the C plot in this episode. So but it's a reason for everyone to be in the woods. Damon and Elena are walking by and Elena's like, oh, God, I hope they all steer clear of the church. And he says, your hope, not mine. And it's kind of like it's foreshadowing for something that doesn't really become an issue. Like she's like, oh, I hope they stay clear of the church. And then they do. So it's like, why did we have that line? Yeah, it's weird to bring that up when nothing. Yeah. So then Matt and Caroline happen to be approaching as Damon and Elena are walking by. They're like, oh, my God. Hey. And Caroline grabs Matt's hand as a show of dominance. Obviously, he feels awkward about it, even though holding hands with the guy you're dating is not a crazy move. But who am I? Matt says to Damon, he's like, hey, I don't think we've met. I'm Matt. And Damon says, Matt, there's a reason we haven't met. And then leaves with Elena. Yeah, Damon does the, we're not even meeting now. Yeah, Damon does the (laughs) classic Wilhelmina from Ugly Betty line. And I love to see that because there is a reason Damon hasn't met Matt, and it's because Matt sucks. So then over at the tomb, Stefan, I guess, like swept up and everything. And he's like, "Okay, everything's all set up for you guys. And Grams and Bonnie are like, cool, cool, cool. Stefan's like, over there is where the gasoline is. And Grams is like, are you sure that Damon's going to come back with Elena? And Stefan's like, "Uh, I don't know, I guess. Yeah, probably whatever. And then Damon and Elena approach. So the question is answered. And then back at the party, Tyler chugs a beer with his friend who's not Matt. He's an extra, but they seem to be having fun. And then Tyler sees Jeremy walk by and he says, hey, um, do you have any weed? <laughs> and, and Jeremy's like, oh, you've been such a dick to me. And now you want to party with me, which, first of all, he didn't ask to hang out with you. He asked if you had weed. And it's not that far outside of the possibility that he might have weed. Like, yeah, he hasn't really been dealing in a while. But like Tyler doesn't talk to him that much. So how would he know? He's as good a plug as any. Tyler's like, OK, uh, don't psychoanalyze me. It's a party, which I have to agree with Tyler there. And Jeremy's like, well, I don't party anymore, especially not with you. It's like, you don't come on, have a little weed. If I were Jeremy, I'd be like, yeah, I do have weed and it's $80 an ounce. I know that's what he should do. <laughs> but I guess he probably didn't have any weed. Then Tyler kind of wins the argument by being like, OK, well, then carry on standing there by yourself all alone. The enemy of fun, he calls him. And that's pretty good. Pretty on point. And then he's basically like, do you even have any friends? And then Tyler goes off and hangs out with his friends and Jeremy stands there alone. And then like three seconds later, Anna pops up like a little too late, Anna. Yeah. Couldn't you have come up when this guy was like dragging me for not having friends, which like to be fair, Jeremy doesn't really have any friends. But well, and Anna is like, oh, are you okay?" And Jeremy tries to cover up the fact that Tyler just read him for filth. You know, Jeremy and Tyler have this kind of rivalry and it's always kind of seemed like Tyler was on the dumb side of the rivalry. Just he is what he is. He's a I would say himbo. I think he's not quite nice enough to be classified as a himbo. Yeah, he's too mean to be a himbo. But I think over the course of the show, he will reach himbo potential because I do think he's going to be a werewolf and I think werewolves like are himbos. Here's my question for you. Do you think this Jeremy Tyler rivalry, do you think it's forever? I've been a very outspoken proponent of Jeremy will be a vampire. At some point in the show, I don't know when, but I know it'll happen. But I think this relationship between him and Tyler pushes you to think that he may become a werewolf because they clearly have some sort of push and pull. Okay, here's a follow-up question. What do you feel more strongly about? 
that Tyler will be a werewolf or that Jeremy will be a vampire. Tyler will be a werewolf. They did not do that full moonshot for nothing. Although, I mean, they could be tricking me. They've tricked you before. They've tricked me before and they will trick me again. I mean, there's just there's just no way around it. So then Anna says, all right, let's walk. And they walk into the woods because what else is there to do at a wood party? Meanwhile, back at the tomb, Grams lights the torches for the four elements. And then she also has tap water. They, you know, banter a little bit about it being tap water and not being mystical. They're all smiling. They're all having fun. And Damon takes out a little blood bag and Stefan's like, what's that? And Damon's like, it's for Catherine. Wouldn't it be funny if he was like, just a little snack. He's like, no, Catherine's going to be hungry. I brought her some blood. Very gentlemanly. And then Damon turns to Stephanie, says, you can't wait to get rid of me and smiles. And Stefan says, I can't wait to get rid of you and smiles. But then they look at each other and I don't think that's true. I think there's subtext there. I think they like the rivalry because it puts a little distance. They don't have to talk about their feelings. I think they're healing their rivalry through this process. Well, I think they're both starting to see each other's sides to it. Damon is understanding that the reason Stefan doesn't seem to have a lot of remorse for what happened with Catherine is because Catherine compelled him and he felt very manipulated by Catherine. And Damon never felt that. So Damon's like, oh, I can see why maybe he didn't take this as seriously as I did. Yeah, I think Damon just has held more anger. So him seeing the other side of it has been a a bigger process. Whereas Stefan, it's like a little bit of a simpler path to understand his side. But yeah, they're both definitely like looking at all this in a new light. Then back in the woods, Anna and Jeremy are, you know, flirting with each other. Jeremy is leaning up against a tree, kind of squatted. So he's on Anna's eye level. I don't know why, but that was so, so cute to me. So they're flirting. They're talking about being in the cemetery. And Jeremy says, oh, you know, it makes me think of someone I used to know. Anna's like, oh, a dead someone. And he's like, no, someone I used to know. And we know that's Vicky. And she is dead. Jeremy doesn't know she's dead. But, but <laughs> he just he knows is. that she's not around. Anna obviously is feeling herself get a little too attached to Jeremy. And so she says, anyway, um, me and my mom are moving. And Jeremy's like, oh, that's a bummer. And she's like, so I guess this is goodbye. And then they kiss and veins appear below Anna's eyes. And Jeremy's like, yo, what's up with your eyes? And she's like, nothing. And then Ben hits Jeremy and knocks him out. And Anna's like, you didn't have to hit him that hard. And Ben's like, yes, I did. Because clearly Ben's very attached to Anna and he could not misread her intentions more. And she's obviously leading him on because she needs his help right now. Well, it's also interesting because this is like the second time Jeremy has seen those veins under her eyes. And, you know, we saw when Elena started seeing, when she saw the veins under Stefan's eyes once, she was like, okay, that could be a trick of the light. But then when she started seeing more, that's when you really start getting suspicious. Yeah, so he's got some thoughts. And then we're back over at the party, back to some low stakes teen drama. Tyler comes up to Matt and steals his beer. And Matt doesn't even fight back at all. Matt's like, uh, I'm not sure about Caroline. And Tyler's really supportive of that because he wants Matt to be single. Fair enough. Matt's like, I just don't know if I can be like a public couple, which he was with Elena for years, but let's not unpack that. He says, Caroline might be clingy. Again, listeners, this is because she held his hand one time after he was basically like, yeah, I would like to date you. Yeah, like I'll kill him. He's clearly just so obsessed with like Elena still holding on to that. And it's like, buddy, you got to let that go. I think he wants to leave the door open for Elena. And like part of that is leaving this image of like not being attached to anyone, but also like being ready for commitment. Yeah, People think so little of Caroline. It's just fucked up. Yeah. So then Tyler's like, woohoo, I'm happy my boy is single. And then Caroline approaches and Tyler's like, I'm not drunk enough for this. I'm going to leave. And Caroline's like, hey, I'm really sorry about earlier when I like kind of grabbed your hand and it was awkward because, again, she read that he was weirded out by it. And she's like, it was kind of a weird thing to do. I know because Elena was there, but the real reason I did it is because Damon was there and he always made me feel super insecure. He never treated me well. So I guess I just wanted to show off that I was with you in front of Damon. Matt like accepts the apology, which he should do more than, but whatever. He's trash. I hate Matt Donovan. Yeah. He's like, okay, sounds good. And it's like, okay, if you're so concerned about her being clingy, how about you like bring that up to her? Well, yeah, because she's she's like being straight up. She's like, yeah, that was kind of weird. And like, I could sense that you were weirded out. But here's why I did it. Like, so you can kind of get to know me a little more. And he's just like, "Okay, you want to contribute to that conversation a little bit more, bitch? 
What she sees in him, I don't know. I don't either. God, I hate him. Meanwhile, back at the tomb in a much more high stakes situation, Grammys and Bonnie are doing a spell and the tomb door opens and Stefan's like, all right, I'm going to go grab the gasoline. See you guys in a hot minute. <laughs> and Damon's about to go inside and he's like, OK, Elena's coming with me. And Bonnie and Grams are kind of like fighting back. And he's like, you guys are going to burn the place down while I'm in there if I don't have leverage. And, you know, Grams is kind of fighting back being like, well, we don't trust you either. And he's like, well, I don't trust you. And eventually Elena's like, I get why he's doing it. I'll go in the fucking tomb. Well, yeah, because he's right. He could go in the tomb and they just close the door and be like, bye. Exactly. That's not a crazy thought. And he knows that poor, poor Elena, she is just a huge chunk of leverage to every single person on this show. Well, she puts herself in it. Yeah. She knows what she's doing. I mean, she made herself leverage when she basically went to Damon and said, I can't speak for everyone else, but I'll help you get Catherine back. That's true. So he's like, great. I know exactly how you can do that. Come in the tomb with me. So she goes in. Meanwhile, Stefan goes up to go grab the gasoline and Ben approaches and Stefan immediately is like not scared to see him. He's just like, he's like I thought I told you to. Leave. Yeah, he's like inconvenienced at best. He's like, I thought I told you to leave. Ben says, yeah, I considered it. And then I thought, screw you. And Stefan's like, OK. And then Anna shows up and she's like, hey, I am going to go get my mom. And Stefan's like, no, see, I'm, I can't let you do that. Anna's like, OK. Well, Ben's got Elena's little brother, Jeremy, and I'm going to go to the tomb. So you can stop one of us. It's a great move because he does decide basically to save Jeremy. Once again, Anna with the contingency plan, she's like, okay, I've got Jeremy and Elena's not up here, but I can still use that on Stefan. And the great thing is she doesn't care if Ben dies. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's like, yeah, Ben has Jeremy and I don't give a fuck what you do to him. Yeah. And she's like, I mean, she obviously has a soft spot for Jeremy. But if Jeremy ended up dead, she would be OK with it. Like she would. Live. Yeah, she's planning on leaving town anyway. So like if Jeremy died, she would just be like, OK, well, I'll go. Yeah, I'll see myself out. I'm sure it wouldn't be the first time someone she liked has died. Exactly. So then back in the tomb, we're in the deep tomb now we're in the real tomb. Damon and Elena are walking around and there's a lot of like, you know, little screeches and whatever. And Elena's like, hey, what's that? And Damon's like, they can sense you. And she's like, cool. OK, like, I hate this. Um, and Damon <laughs> goes off looking for Catherine and kind of leaves Elena by herself, which is a little rude. With one of the dinkiest flashlights I have ever seen. I know. And then <laughs> Anna comes down to where Bonnie and Grams are to go into the tomb. And Bonnie's like, you can't go in there. And Anna's like, yeah, I'm gonna. And Grams is like, just let her go, whatever. Bonnie's like, why the hell did you just let her go in? Because Anna goes in like with no fight. And then Graham says, none of them are coming out. <laughs> and then we go check in with our boys, Ben and Stefan. And Stefan's like, hey, uh, you know, Anna doesn't care about you, right? She has you around because you're disposable. And Ben's like, yeah, I don't care. She already gave me what I want. And Stefan says, you're going to say eternal life. Are you really that stupid? And Ben's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and he is. <laughs> and Ben makes the foolish assumption. He says, Hey, I heard about you. You don't feed. So I bet I could beat you in a fight. Ben forgets that Stefan's a lot older than he is. So Stefan immediately knocks Ben down and then just as fast grabs the flamethrower and sets Ben on fire and he dies. And Stefan just sits there watching no remorse. It is so funny because Stefan could not have like a more bored face when he sprays the flamethrower on him. He's just like, oh, my God, now I got to fucking set this guy on fire. He's like, I have to waste my gasoline on this guy. Yeah, it's so funny. It is like such a cavalier killing. <laughs> That's the thing. This is the first we've seen. I mean, we saw a little bit of this when Stefan and Damon were dealing with Noah. And even when Stefan was dealing with Alaric, he knows how to be completely ruthless. Which is a good skill. I assume it's very useful as a vampire to stay around. And on a personal note, it is very sexy. <laughs> it, it is. You know, I was so into it. Ben was dying and Ben is cute, cute, cute. And I literally could not have cared less. Like that death did not even affect me because I was like, oh, that was cool. <laughs> so Stefan is just like checking his nails while Ben burns to death. We go back to the tomb where Elena remains separated from Damon, where at this point, if I was Elena, Damon's not with me anymore. I'm running back out with Bonnie and Grams. Yeah, I'm not going to trip over a vampire and let something happen. No, no, no. Yeah, at very most, I'm going to be like, uh, Damon, I'll go wait by the door. 
Because if Damon lost track of me because he's looking for Catherine, that's on him. Okay. Elena runs into some desiccated vampires. She trips. She screams. She is just bungling the whole thing. It's like, girl, pull it together. They're not moving. If I didn't leave the tomb, I would be standing still. I don't need to get any closer to these than I have to. She's like running around tripping. She's like whimpering. It's like, girl, shut up. And then she runs into Anna, who is pretty excited to see her. Anna's like, oh, this is funny. So Stefan comes down after brutally murdering Ben and he's like, hey, where's Elena? And they were like, yeah, Damon took her inside. And he's like, what the fuck? Why would you let him do that? And they're like, oh, no, (laughs) it's okay. We opened the door. We didn't open the tomb. Yeah, like we didn't actually get rid of the spell that closed the tomb. We just moved the door out of the way. They're like, the seal is still there. And that seal keeps vampires inside. So you can go in if you're a vampire, but you can't come back out. Stefan's like, oh, Anna's not coming out. And then Stefan like realizes Damon isn't coming out. And you can definitely see him get sad about that. I think if he had been in on this plan, he might have felt different. But I think Grams knew that if she had told him that part of the plan, he might have gotten cold feet. Because as much as he says he wants his brother to be dead, Damon's still here. It's hard to actually pull the trigger on killing your brother, as both Stefan and Damon have proven. Yeah. Grams is like, I told you I was going to protect my own first. The only thing I care about is that Elena can get out. That's it. Yeah. She's like, anything else? That's not my problem. So Anna and Elena have a little chat in the tomb. Elena's pretty freaked out. And Anna's like, you just keep getting involved in this stuff. You just keep coming back to it. And during this conversation, Anna runs into her mom on the ground, desiccating. And she's like, you know, your boyfriend did this. And Elena's like, actually, Stefan's father did this. And Anna's like, yeah. And you know who else helped? Jonathan Gilbert. So I made the decision a long time ago that Gilbert blood was going to be the thing to bring my mom back to life since a Gilbert is what brought her in here. So now would be a good time for Elena to tell Anna she's adopted. I was going to say, I'd be like, well, actually, that's great because I'm not a Gilbert. I'm a Pierce. So you better go grab Jeremy, sweetie. Yeah. And she said, well, I had Jeremy ready to go, but you'll do in a pinch. Then she feeds Elena's blood to her mom or she starts to. This is an example of Anna having revenge at heart of this plan, but it's it doesn't hurt most of her other plan because it was a last step thing. And Elena just happened to be here. She didn't go out of her way to get Gilbert blood more than she needed to. If Elena hadn't been there, she would have been like, okay, well, maybe we'll go get Jeremy. Maybe we'll just go. Like at this point, she's like, Gilbert blood would be preferable, but it would be poetic, but I'm good with just whatever. So Elena screams because a vampire is sucking her blood and Stefan runs into the tomb, which Bonnie's not excited to see. Bonnie's like, Grams, we have got to like get Stefan out of there. And Grams is like, I just told him he couldn't leave and he just made his choice to go in. I don't know what to tell you about that. Yeah, Grams is like, I literally told him he would be locked in the tomb. Like he knew what he was doing. I think, you know, he definitely sprung into action for Elena, but deep down this kind of this positive of like, well, they probably won't leave me in here. And that's kind of comforting. So then he doesn't have to lose Damon. Yeah, I think his instincts were acting to help Damon as well. Grams is basically like, look, I don't know if we're powerful enough to do this spell. Even if we remove the seal, we might not be able to reseal it. And Bonnie's like, you said a lot of things can fuel a witch's power, right? So I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it alone if you don't help me. So Grams agrees to do it with her. Bonnie's going to regret this for a while, I bet. But we'll get there. And then we go back over to see Anna feeding Elena's blood to Pearl, who's having a good time. Then Stefan comes in and he saves Elena. And he's like, hey, Elena, uh, get out of here. And she's like, cool. And then Anna and Pearl reunite. It's really cute and lovely. Elena comes out and Grams and Bonnie are like kind of scrambling a little bit in a way that doesn't make sense to Elena because she doesn't know what's going on. She's like, oh, we already opened the tomb, guys. Yeah, she's like, the spell's over. What are you guys freaking out about? So Grams and Bonnie real quick are like, yeah, so we're going to lift the seal. We're going to get Stefan out. Elena's like, what? And then Stefan like inches over to the door. (laughs) Peeks through the door. He's like, hi. (laughs) He looks like a child knocking on his mom's room and saying like, I threw up. But instead he's like, I got locked in the tomb. Yeah. He's like, um, so I, I just wet the bed. And he did metaphorically wet the bed in this case by going into this tomb when he knew he couldn't get out. And Elena is obviously affected at the thought of both Stefan and Damon being locked in this tomb forever. Yeah, because I think, say what you will about Elena, I think she did really want to help Damon in this way. And so I think the idea that she like 
went on a limb and said like, Damon, you can trust us. We're going to help you get Catherine back. That that would have been a lie, even though she didn't know it, I think is kind of hard for her. She's like, I really wanted him to trust me. And I worked so hard to do that. And now I, turns out I'm lying to him and losing Stefan. It's a lot to think about. Both Bonnie and Grams are like, yeah, we're going to get them out, but we won't be able to hold it long. So, I mean, what they should have done was get Stefan and Damon at the door really quick and have them ready. But whatever, they decided to just start the spell when they weren't ready yet. So Stefan goes in to get Damon. And this is when we get confirmation that Catherine is not in the tomb. And Damon's kind of freaking out about it. He is kind of throwing a little bit of a tantrum. And then he throws the blood bag he bought for Catherine against the wall in frustration. And I saw him do that and I said, oh, that's not a good idea. So then Bonnie and Graham start doing the spell. Anna and Pearl get out of the tomb really quick and easy. And Anna turns to Elena and she's like, Jeremy's up above ground. We're not going to hurt him. He's fine. Um, I just want to get my mom back. So see you when I see you. To Anna's credit, she got her little bit of revenge by giving some of Elena's blood. And she's like, look, I don't need my mom to like eat a whole Gilbert sibling. Although to be fair, it would have been the only Gilbert blood she got, but she wouldn't know. And it wouldn't really have mattered. It was just poetic. So then Elena sees them doing the spell and sees Stefan and Damon are not coming out. So Elena goes in to go get them. And Damon and Stefan are arguing. They're not really arguing, I guess. Damon's kind of throwing a little bit of a tantrum because Catherine's not there. And Stefan's just trying to get Damon out of the tomb. He's like, I don't know where she is, but it certainly isn't worth spending eternity in this tomb. So we have to go. And Damon's more just confused because he doesn't know, like, maybe he's not looking enough. Like, he's kind of freaking out. He doesn't know what to do until Elena comes in and she just says, Damon, please. And then he decides to go. And obviously there's something there, but that's just for the Delena stance. I would say there's a little bit more than an understanding there. Wink, wink. I think we all know that. So they leave. Bonnie is struggling with the spell. A few times she almost gives up. Grams encourages her to keep going. And then they all get out safe. And Damon is clearly very sad. Yeah. But then to pump up the energy, we check in at the party. And Matt's like standing by the truck, like looking at Caroline and Caroline walks up and she's like, what? And he's like, is this real? You being all like cool and honest and open. What a fucking asshole. Yeah, it's who she fucking is, you bitch. Yeah, it's her personality just because you suck. And she's basically like, I don't want to mess this up. All the complicated stuff aside, I like you and I'm worried I'm going to mess it up. And he's like, I don't want to mess it up either. Bruh, can you at least say, like, I'm also worried about messing up or you shouldn't worry about messing it up? Like, could you give her any sense of comfort other than, yeah, I also don't want to mess it up? This guy sucks. Also, like, you are currently messing it up, Matt. Let's get that straight. But Caroline doesn't even think he's messing it up. She's She thinks she's the one messing it up. It's like, he just do be trash. So then back in the woods outside the tomb, Stefan and Elena check on Jeremy. And he's fine. So then Elena goes to Damon and she just gives him a long hug and says she's sorry. And Stefan stares at it. And and Stefan's like, um, what? Stefan's staring at Damon and Elena and being like, what's going on with them? Yeah, he was watching it. And he's like, this hug just keeps going, doesn't it? <laughs> he's like, why do I ship those two? And he's like, wait, that's my girlfriend. So then we go over to Graham's house really quick. Graham's and Bonnie are kind of decompressing after the spell. And Graham's is sleepy, but she's like, oh, I'll be fine. She's like, I'm just tired after a big spell. So then we go over to the Gilbert house and Elena's bringing Jeremy painkillers and she's also doing a little recon. She's like, do you remember anything? And he's like, no, I don't remember anything. Like, he's like, I just wish I remembered how I passed out. You know, I, I didn't even drink that much. I'm just so embarrassed. Yeah, I, I promise I wasn't drinking. Like, yeah. And Elena's like, well, I'm going to go to Bonnie's for a second. Do you just let me know, though, if you need anything? And he's like, yeah, you know, I just feel a little embarrassed that I don't remember anything. And she's like, don't worry about it. And then Elena leaves and Jeremy goes on to his computer and he opens up our good friend, trusty Bing. I didn't remember if it was Bing and I was going to say it wasn't Bing. Yeah, this was the era of teen dramas all using Bing because they were really trying to make Bing happen. Bing was trying so hard. They paid for so much product placement. And for what? It was never going to work. So Jeremy Bing's vampires. So we as the audience know he actually does remember how he got knocked out, but he doesn't want to tell Elena, probably because he doesn't think she knows and he doesn't want to weird her out. But he has had some vampire suspicions before. Clearly, he remembers a little bit more from being knocked out because he knows he wasn't 
drunk and that's why he passed out. But it's not clear 100% what he knows because he could be suspecting vampires already because he like just wrote this paper on vampire like myths and like saw some weird stuff go down. But I don't know like if he like saw some teeth or something, you know. What he saw is Anna's veins that he saw right before he got knocked out. And that Anna knew so much about vampires. I think Anna is his real suspicion right now. I don't think he's moved past anything else. Oh, I guess I was thinking maybe he was like hewing something with Ben. But I guess if I heard someone on fire, I would like sit up. So he probably was just passed out. Yeah, if someone's on fire next to me, I'm not like, okay, better stay still. I'd be like, I got to get out of here. Yeah, I think he was knocked out. I think Anna is his clue right now, plus his history paper and the journals that he read, which really were exacerbated by Anna. And speaking of Anna, we go over to the motel where Anna brings Pearl and welcomes her to her humble abode where Damon is waiting and Damon starts to choke Pearl. And he's like, why do you guys get a happy ending? And I don't because they knew that Catherine wasn't there. And Anna's like, yes, I knew Catherine wasn't there. I admit it. But if I had told you, you wouldn't have helped me and I needed your help. Which is correct. So Pearl tells Damon that the girl who locked them into the church was obsessed with Catherine because apparently every man in 1864 was. Who wasn't, evidently. Jonathan Gilbert was the only one who wasn't. A lot of good that did, Pearl. Yeah, Pearl's like, really? I finally found a guy who wants to date me and not Catherine and he fucking locks me in a church. She's like, I picked the one guy who hates vampires more than he wanted to have sex with me. So that's fun. She really picked the Matt Donovan of her day. Yeah, she sure did. (laughs) She's like, so Catherine promised to turn this guard if he let her go. So he let her go. So she wasn't in the tomb when the church was set on fire. Anna says... And this kind of twists the knife, but I do think Damon needs to hear it. Anna says that she knew where Damon was this whole time and she didn't care. And that the last time Anna saw her was in Chicago in 1983. I think it's important that she's like, look, she is out and about, but like she would have come and found you. She could have if she wanted to. Because clearly from Damon's how he's acted this whole time, if he thought that she wanted to be with him, he would have gone and hunted her down if he could. And she just was like, no. And how much does it suck that not only has she been out and about and could have found him, but she's been hanging out with Anna periodically. Anna like hates Catherine and she's still seen her more recently than Damon. Yeah. This one really hurts because like everything Damon has done has been for Catherine, like since the show has started, essentially. And it was just for nothing. You never think that Catherine would not want to be with Damon. So it really like recontextualizes this whole thing, at least as we understand it now. Yeah, I guess I thought that like her coming out of the tomb, like might not go as smoothly as Damon wanted because he's obviously been idealizing her for like 160 years. But I definitely was like, well, she's in the tomb. I mean, how did she get out of this tomb? Very simple answer for Miss Catherine. (laughs) Yeah, once again, she used her feminine wiles. So Damon leaves the motel pretty dejected. Yeah, not doing good. I mean, who would be doing good after this kind of blow? And then Stefan and Elena catch up on the phone. Elena's at Bonnie's. Stefan's at home. Elena's like, oh, I just made it to Bonnie's. How's Damon? Is he going to be okay? And Stefan's like, honestly, I DK. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So after that catch up, they hang up and Damon is moping, sitting by the fire And Stefan goes up and sits with him and just stares in the fire. He doesn't say anything. They just sit together. This is a very sweet moment of brotherly healing. They're not arguing. They're just sitting in the sadness for a second. You know, Stefan doesn't want to be like, well, I don't want to say I told you so. Yeah. But Stefan has been like, you know, Catherine's a horrible person. She doesn't actually care about anyone. And Damon's like, no, you don't get it. She wasn't compelling me. So it's hard because now Stefan is like, okay, I I was proven right, but I didn't want it to like, be in this way, I guess. It would have been so funny if Stefan sat down and said, well, I hate to say I told you so. Stefan would have been dead. Damon would have killed him. They would have killed him right then and there and he would have been justified. But they have a very sweet brother moment looking at the fire. And then we're over at Graham's house. Bonnie brings Graham's some tea and she's like, here, Graham's. And Graham's is just laying there very still. And she is dead. Bonnie sobs. She calls Elena. She tries to find a spell. Elena calls an ambulance. But yeah, Bonnie's like, I'm going to bring her back to life. I'm going to do it. And Elena's like, I'm going to call the ambulance because I don't see that happening. But she is laying there still and not breathing. So I was crying. That was really rough. So here's my question. You think Grams is dead, dead? I really hope not. But I think probably just because it raises the stakes a lot that Bonnie essentially had to trade 
for grams for Stefan and Damon. And I think the Vampire Diaries likes those kind of really high stakes situations. I also think it's worth, speaking of stakes, pointing out that of the new vampires we've seen over the course of the show, they're all dead. Any vampire that has turned in the last like 10 years is dead that we've met so far. Maybe I'm incorrect on that. And almost all the deaths of vampires have been young vampires, Lexi being the obvious exception. Ben, Logan, Vicky, like all of them were turned and relatively quickly killed. And I think when Vicky died, you talked a lot about really shows the high stakes of a transition. We have seen that the survival rate for new vampires is very low. I do think that's important to raise the stakes this early on in a show like this, especially because of the way transitions are set up, where if someone dies with vampire blood in their system, they become a vampire or whatever. So that becomes a very easy problem solving thing if like the characters are going into a situation that's dangerous where they might die everyone just have a shot of vampire blood no longer becomes a viable option because because that's not like a simple solution transitions are harder so no one wants to turn into a vampire so i do think that does raise the stakes of transitions in a way that is necessary for a show like this because if transitions aren't high stakes then you can't avoid them well it's kind of like if they aren't high stakes like why wouldn't you just become a vampire So then we close out the episode by going back to the tomb in case we thought the tomb chapter was closed. And we see the blood bag that Damon threw against the wall. Not only is it dripping onto a vampire, but the bag itself is like within reaching distance of a vampire. So the vampire has gotten enough blood that it can move and grab the bag and get a little bit more blood. And then it gets up and opens the closed stone door and walks out of the tomb. Can't be a very heavy door, evidently. Well, or it's a strong vampire. This vampire is played by a guest actor that Pretty Little Liars fans will recognize as Nate St. Germain, quote unquote, Lyndon James. Yeah, so we were able to get a good shot of him and he's coming out. And that's where we end the episode is with one of the vampires from the tomb getting out. How do you think the tomb will play into the future of this season? Well, the door is open now, both the seal on it and the physical door. It's not a huge leap that some of those vampires are getting out. So I don't think that all those vampires are necessarily there to stay. (laughs) And also because I don't think Bonnie has the power yet to put a spell on it and close it. I think there's also a chance that Catherine has been avoiding Mystic Falls, or maybe she's not avoiding it, but she's definitely not hunting for Damon. But I'm going to guess that somehow the news is going to get to her that this tomb has been opened. So she's either going to know that the Salvatores now know she's not in there, or she's going to have someone else she wants to get out of there. I mean, Anna can't be the only vampire with a personal connection to someone in that tomb. Catherine obviously has personal connections to all of them. Probably turned a good amount of them. I think there's a chance Catherine will want to come back in and deal with some of that. So you think we'll be seeing Catherine in Mystic Falls? I think so. If you were Catherine, what would you do? I would wait until Damon had almost gotten over me and then come back and fuck him up a little because that seems to be her MO. The other option is she comes back really fast because she's like, okay, well, he's still attached to me in some way and I can still kind of loop him back in. He can get all my friends out of this tomb. If she sees Elena, she could pretend to be Elena and use some compulsion. Who would she compel if she was pretending to be Elena? Bonnie. What would she compel Bonnie to do? Open the tomb. It's open. She could go up to Caroline and Bonnie and be like, hey, go down in that tomb so my friends can eat. Elena gave both of them vervain. Well, okay. How about she goes up to Matt? Says, hey, Matt, I want to make out with you. Can we go into this tomb? What makes you so sure Catherine's alive and aware of the goings on? I just assume if she was able to get out of all that. That she's crafty? Yeah. What could she have gotten into that would kill her? Although, you know, someone like Lexi got killed in a weird situation, you know, I'm pretty convinced she's alive and walking around. So here's my other question. Do you think that Catherine not seeing Damon is a choice she is making or one that she was forced into making? I assumed it was a choice she was making, honestly, but she could be being forced. Again, I think it's weird that Anna saw her even though she hates her. Or maybe she just heard that she was there. I don't know. So I guess my real question is, why do you think Catherine hasn't seen Damon all these years? Hasn't sought him out? I guess I assume she just found someone new to play with a little bit. I don't think that's a bad theory. Now that you're asking me about it, I'm like, maybe she is kidnapped by something. She said, I really want to turn you. Okay, bye. That's a question. Where's the Pierce family? Just a thought. She could be living with her descendants. Or she's somehow involved in a lurk's wife's death and Damon just didn't see her. I don't know. I'm going through a lot of theories right now. So 
Just throwing them at the wall, seeing what sticks. I know that's why I'm asking you a lot of questions because this is a big episode of we thought we knew things about Catherine that are now being questioned. Catherine has not been painted a particularly good light for most of this first season. And so I guess I assume she was like, okay, Damon's a little too into me. It's getting to be a little much. So you assume the rumors are true and that Catherine is a bitch. Yeah, we've heard it from so many people. So let me ask a follow-up question. You believe everything someone tells you about someone? I'm, I'm pretty gullible. You know, she could be fun and like interesting, but also from the flashbacks, we've seen Damon be a little bit of a little baby. So he may not be the best judge of like how cool she is. He might've just been like, oh my God, she's so much smarter than me and older than me and cooler than me. And that was enough to make her seem lovable. But also I was thinking about this too, because in one of the past episodes, you were talking about like, you know, you can compel someone to spend time with you and like talk to you, but you can't really like compel them into falling in love with you. And so just because she didn't like compel Damon in a noticeable way, it doesn't mean there wasn't some compulsion involved. Perhaps. I think this is going to affect Damon's feelings for Catherine, if it will. I think he is obviously hurt by this. But I think he'll really want to hear this from Catherine still. I don't think this is going to stop him from looking for her, you know? Do you think Damon's going to leave town? Not permanently. I think he will spend time trying to find Catherine, like, with other means, like Google or Bing. I think it's more likely that Catherine's going to come to Mystic Falls. We'll see. Who knows who Catherine pissed off over the years? I mean, this is true of any vampire, any immortal supernatural creature. Longer life just means more grudges. More enemies. Say what you about Catherine. She's got a lot of haters, but she's got a lot of lovers, too. She really runs the spectrum. She, they, you haven't met one person who's like, I don't know who Catherine is. Everybody's heard of Catherine. And for that, you respect. That's immortality. That's this week's episode. There's obviously a lot more to come. The tomb is now open. Mystic Falls, better beware. We'll be back next week as we trudge along towards the end of season one as the action really amps up for our friends in Mystic Falls. For now, go ahead and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or your listening platform of choice. If you have friends who like the Vampire Diaries or you think would like the Vampire Diaries, please suggest the show and this podcast to them. Yeah, watching the Vampire Diaries and listening to Doppelgangers is a very hot girl summer activity. You can follow us on Instagram at Doppelgangers Podcast. We have a lot of fun over there. We pick some of our highlighted clips from the week. Uh, I have a lot of fun photoshopping some stupid little pictures and sharing some fun little memes. So it's great fun. That's all for this week. So until next week, goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother. Thank you.